Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Good morning, good afternoon, good night. Whenever you're listening, right now we're recording. It is 10-29-2017. The Knicks just beat up the Cleveland Cavaliers. <laughs> so that's... <laughs> One of those bittersweet victories. We'll dive into that and the week that was on this episode of Talking Knicks. The New York Knicks select Christoph Porzingis. Post and toes, puffing and stuffing. Again, igniting and exciting the garden crowd. All right. So I'm I'm joined by a lot of basketball and Talking Knicks correspondent. Is that how you want to be labeled? Greg Poon? That sounds good to me. That sounds important enough. How was uh how was your week and weekend, Greggy? It was good, man. I uh I went out, drank a couple, and then I uh pretty much slept the entire day, day to day. Any Stranger Things happen in your weekend? Yeah, yeah. I watched Stranger Things. I'm up to episode seven. I got two left. And I, I think you and me are at the same spot. I it's it's good. What a great show. Yeah, so much better a- than talking next. I was watching and I was like, with my roommate, Mike, and I was like, Mike, this is a good show. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's funny because it's like a sci-fi genre that you think a lot of people would normally hate, but it mixes like this little kid innocence with like a couple casual jokes and conspiracy theory and the world's obsessed with it. Yeah. So should we, we're just going to talk Stranger Things, so yeah, right? We're just going to spoil all the parts of the new episode, a new season of Stranger Things on Talking Next. No, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll, taste, we'll mix in some tasteful jokes. But first, let's uh, cover the week that was in Knicksland. The, we opened the week uh, at Boston. We faced the Celtics. We lost 110 to 89. Knicks looked pretty sad for most of the game. Um, the only thing of notes from the Knicks side, uh, Cantor had 19 boards. Again, he's been he's been mauling most nights. He's out there. I've I've got a I've got an important topic later that I think we need to talk about Cantor. And then I I mean this is kind of tough. It was it was Porzingis's first stinker. I don't know I don't know if we want to give that credit to Boston's defense or if he was just due to one. But um, I think he finished with 13 points. Pretty pretty bad numbers on the day. I didn't. I didn't watch. So as far as I'm concerned, it didn't happen. That game never happened. Then that's good. So Chris Stapps is just one of the best players in the NBA in my book. And yeah, that that one was pretty tough because it was kind of like the you were starting to get thirsty for that first Knicks win, and especially at Boston, that would have been great. They that it was not happening. But the first win did happen at home against the. I don't know, title contender Brooklyn Nets? I don't know. Would you say that? They've been putting up points. They Um, were the the league-leading scorers going into that game. Yeah, so the the Knicks got the big W there. Um, The point guards is kind of what of note for me. Chris Stapps did his usual 30 thing. 
the fun fact they dropped at the end, the first Nick ever to have 30 points in four of his first five games. Um, but Jared Jack enters the starting lineup and looks serviceable slash, I don't know, all pro. Yeah, and I think he was doing what we wanted him to do. He was just like, go out there and just be, just don't do stupid stuff. Like be an NBA point guard. And he did that. And it was incredible. And yeah. I, I think the bigger highlight was Frank Nitti's home de- debut at the Garden, F- French Sinatra, whatever you want to call him. And he, man, it's it's a big topic, so I won't do the whole thing, but he, he just showed flashes. Yeah. Which, again, we're, we're setting the bar very low for a point guard play. But he, he showed some very good flashes and passes. I don't know. That was like me combining both ex-broadcasters. But the Knicks, the Knicks get the W, uh, and then they play Cleveland tonight, and <laughs> kind of run at Cleveland. They run them out of their own building. I mean, obviously, Cleveland going through a pre and early season, we don't care stage, or maybe they're in trouble at this point. I don't know. That's a if you want to hear questions like that, listen to our a lot of basketball podcast that drops. Every Monday, we cover more of the league besides the best team, the New York Knicks. But, yeah. um, man, tonight, the I think the story is Tim Hardaway Jr. He he finally 34 points, eight assists, which is kind of awesome. Some funky stats in this game, man. Courtney Lee with 10 boards. like Here, I got your stat of the game. You ready? This isn't, on, this isn't the Knicks, though. Okay. Tristan Thompson, one point. Zero assists, zero rebounds. That's his stat line for the night, 19 minutes. That just shows you how big of a beast Cantor is on the board sometimes. That's incredibly bad. Yeah, for, I mean, for the person that gets the rebounds for your team. All right, <laughs> literally. Uh, Cavaliers just looked so disinterested. <laughs> I mean, like like oddly disinterested. But I, th- I, I mean, they a lot of the people on the Cavs still – think they're good at basketball is the problem you got Derek Rose Dwayne Wade and J.R. Smith all like I'm still a number one option I don't, I don't know like what are you doing I don't know at the end yeah. of the game J.R. was like I'll take care of this and it's like no you shouldn't yeah that end of the game turned into that old NBA style basketball that you're you hear like your uncle talk about that hasn't watched an NBA game in 15 years and he's like people don't care in the NBA and like those last eight minutes, like, absolutely. Yeah. But, hey, so the Knicks get a W, um, making their early playoff push. But let's get into uh, let's get into the layup lines. Couple couple small topics to get us warm, even though it seems like we already got our fastball going, especially if we start talking more stranger things. Yeah. But uh, the first thing, and <laughs> I have to make it a small topic because I hope it doesn't become that large a topic. But Jared Jack looked good. <laughs> um, he, I know coming into the year, our, our fellow Knicks and Alab podcaster Tom Piccolo gave me some guff for saying I was, <laughs> I was hopeful on Jack, and I get why I shouldn't be. He's like 34. He's basically missed the past two seasons, but he's just playing solid NBA point guard, which is what we were begging for. Um, I mean, his stat line, again, his stat lines aren't super flashy. I'm, he had nine assists tonight. Nine assists, two turnovers. He only had two points. His plus minus was plus 22, though. So, um, man, that's that's 
that's been just so great to see. Um, I don't know what what thoughts you got on Jay Jack. Jay Jack, man, like I said, he's just you know being a steady guy. I know a couple times he he is like taking a couple shots that I was like maybe slow down. Like he, he during uh the last game, the Nets game. In the first half, he just like shot a pull-up jumper before passing the ball at any point in the possession. Tonight, he took a couple jumpers I was was against, but that's just you know one or one or two mistakes compared to what we've been dealing with with Sessions and Baker not even able to dribble the ball. Like we'll definitely take it. I mean, you want you want to keep your point guard involved too, so he's allowed to take those shots. Yeah, and I I think I guess the bigger part of of note is Jared Jack's been around a while. Um, just a solid guy. He's facilitating an NBA offense, <laughs> which there were times when you were worried if Baker or Sessions could get it past the half-court stripe. So Jack Jack looking solid. Um, definitely of no and definitely much better basketball to watch. Um, yes. And then the other small topic, and I, just because it still had to be mentioned, um, Tim Hardaway Jr., was laying bricks the first two games this week. I mean, just – and I, I guess the thing, again, this is the the positive twist on it. I mean, you could clearly see he was like a mess. <laughs> like, yeah. he was rushing shots. He, he was a shooter trying to get out of a slump, which usually is pretty ugly to watch for a little bit. But, again, like I said tonight, um, and I, I think you and I both noted it, at the end of the Brooklyn game, he – he hit a couple shots, and it was like, okay, is is this what's going to get him going? And man, yeah. the box the box score tonight: thirty four points, uh, eight assists, four rebounds, five of ten from three, eleven to nineteen from the field. So that was huge to see because if <laughs> if he did lay another just dud, that would have been a big top. Just five in a row to start the year would have been unfortunate, and. I mean, against the Nets, he was getting those wide-open looks that we wanted. He was running off screens. He was doing everything right, except he was just missing the shots. He just wasn't – like you said, he wasn't getting set, just off balance, fading, leaning. But today, I mean, he was finishing at the rim. He was just knocking down shots that he shouldn't be hitting, to be honest, just knocking yeah. down nice shots. Well, that's the part that's, that's interesting because we still don't know – we don't know if Tim Hardaway Jr. is a 15-point-per-game Tim Hardaway Jr. or a 20-plus points-per-game Tim Hardaway Jr. I know that's optimistic, but, man, I if there's one thing I'd, I'd tell everyone to look at, we should probably post things like this, and we, we will eventually. But at the end of the third quarter, they kind of went iso ball Tim Hardaway Jr. on Jay Crowder, and he diced up Jay Crowder pretty good, who's a known solid defender. And then LeBron was at the rim, and he still finished. It, it was just – it was really nice. Yeah, I, that was good. <laughs> you know, I, guess, I guess I don't see that on the Knicks court enough. Um, but, yeah, I, I think that was an obvious slump. Still had to be talked about. Hopefully hopefully he keeps this hot streak going, though, because when, when he's clicking, he's, he's a baller. Yeah, um, I'm looking forward to it. And uh, tonight you got him going for 34, Porzingis going for 32. I think this was what – we were looking for coming into the season. Just yeah, I, that's, you know, the, the big thing nowadays in the NBA is your big two or your big three. I mean, 
we're we're gonna get in. I, I mentioned Tim Hardaway Jr.'s potential a little bit. We're gonna talk about Chris Depps a little bit. Man, if if those guys get rolling, they're <laughs> at least points wise, those guys could be up there in top NBA duos. But that's <laughs> like, that's irrelevant. <laughs> so we'll, I think uh, I think I'm ready to say that they're one of the top NBA duos after tonight. <laughs> Ever. Yeah. <laughs> MJ and Pippen, no. Um, <laughs> so good. We got that. We we have offended all of our NBA fans. But uh, we'll uh, we'll move on to our our next segment, the old mid range floater. Where you're you're getting you're getting you know you're in the lane. You're pulling up. <laughs> It feels good when it goes in, but it's ugly when it misses. But we got um, the Cantor-Hernan Gomez situation. I think that's a developing situation in Knicks land. I know the, the front office came out and said Hernan Gomez not playing is part of his learning curve, and he's part of the three-year plan or something along those lines. I mean, yes and no. This, <laughs> this is a young dude that seems like he should be on the floor. He got another DNP. And when he's been playing, he's been playing well. Yeah. Um, the the obvious other factor in this is Cantor, who Cantor's been kind of a beast. Um, he's got like a 25 PER, another inflated fake stat to show when big men are playing well. <laughs> but um, – I guess the question is, how do we want this to sort out? Do we want this to sort out? What What are your thoughts, Greg? I mean, Kyle Quinn comes into play, and I guess we just want right. him, him to turn into something. We want to trade him eventually. We must. I mean, I think. But but like, do we? He's good. We could keep. Yeah, I, I, I guess the. I'll interject a little bit. I mean, Kyle Quinn kind of is what he is. I mean, he's still youngish, but. He's going to be a rotational four or five guy who comes in, gives you effort. You know, he's he's probably a starter on a bad team, a bench guy on a good team. But these other two have <laughs> wide ranges of potential. Yeah. Um, uh, they just do it differently. Cantor's just a bull on the boards, nonstop. I mean, and then Willie just – all kinds of offensive moves. His post moves are like right? elite, to be honest. Like it's unbelievable, like how how smooth he is down low. Lefty, exactly. righty, hitting the mid mid range jumper. This his offensive potential is way above Cantor, other than rebounding, wow. other than offensive boards. I would say. Yeah, it, it sounds Homerish Knicks fan, but you kind of have to see it. It's it's a weird mix of like good, like really good post moves, and like the guy you play at the Y, and you're like, how's this dude getting buckets? <laughs> like it, it looks a little unorthodox, but it it looks premeditated, and the dude finishes. So I, I think the other thing to factor in is a lot of his minutes are against second units, so it's mm. probably not getting the creme That's de la fair. creme. But I mean, do we still want Willie getting? you know, 10 minutes a night, 15 minutes a night, or do we want it? Is it going to be like we're waiting for injury or matchup so he can play a full 20 minutes or or what? I mean, I think any time is good time. I mean, yeah. when you see him getting into garbage time at the end, I'll take that over over a DNP CD. So. That, that's the thing. I, 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 I think all of Knicks Nation is saying this dude has to get some minutes. Yeah. I, and I think this this is part of a bigger topic, and we don't have to deep dive, but – it was it was one of my questions coming into the season. Do we 
see Cantor being a part of the future of this team? It's a hell of a question. Right? Uh, like it's hard to say. <laughs> we'll, we'll see. we got to see what the cap situation is after his deal expires and then go from there. Because Willie's, Willie's making like one of the best contracts in the NBA if we put him in the game. Yeah. For a for yeah. person who doesn't play, that's – Zero dollars is what you would prefer to pay that person. That's the thing. That's Cantor's what kind of, that's, what, yeah, that's what we're getting, folks. Uh, yeah, I mean, Cantor's banging down low. He he fits offensively with Perzingis. Pretty awesome. Um, IMO. But it's – yeah, you're right. I mean, the dude makes a pretty penny now. What's what's he going to be worth next year? Where's Willie at? It's, it's definitely something to watch. The other thing that I know this is <laughs> – more so a you and me thing than uh, analytics. If if we had one of our, our analytics guys on the show, do we have analytics guys? Um, but I, I I don't. Cantor's like a fun dude. Like he he celebrates. He's he's like a locker room dude. Like I said, like my buddies in OKC, they loved him. Like when Durant left, he used to rip into Durant, and he was all about Brody and that kind of stuff. So I, with a bunch of young guys in that core, you're kind trying to fill like that's somewhat important right yeah i mean he's great you want to have a good culture i mean we've had that's what we like about willie too is that he's porzingis's best friend they were used to play <laughs> with each other on spain and you're like that's great you know they probably really like each other that's a perfect dynamic I have two guys who are like actually really good friends in the front court you see lebron getting Dwayne wade this year was really yeah. happy about it even though Dwayne wade's old and not as good as he once was, but no. friendship, you know, there's, you can't really, you can't put a price on friendship. This is, wow. This is a friendship and stranger things podcast. Um, uh, wait, I also, the thing please. we need to see about Willie, we need to put Willie in the game to see if he can pass the ball because Cantor yeah. is a black hole. Like yeah. I, you, you hear about it, but then you see it firsthand and it is, it's pretty funny. It's he, he, does, he does not look to pass the ball when he gets the ball in the post. Through five Even games, like, five games this year, he's got two assists. <laughs> That's pretty rough. Um, it's it's comical. Even when he gets it in, like, it, it's almost like a fun, like, drinking game, Nick's drinking game to play. Like, you you see him grab it in some spots, and you're like, he's got to pass it, right? <laughs> yeah. And then, no, he just double, goes he's for double it. Double teamed, he's going for it. He's got it. I got it down low. I'm going for it. There's Nick's, Nick's drinking game. If Cantor gets an assist, you have to shotgun a four loco, an old four loco. Yeah, that's that's at, how seldom it happens at a family event. So <laughs> that'll, that'll be become part of our trademark. Yeah. Um. So yeah, some something to watch again. Kind of a like a better situation than a lot of situations on the Knicks. So we'll keep track of that. Um, this I think this is a quickie. I I just want wanted to get it out there. Uh, Dougie Fresh, Doug McDermott. He he had a super efficient week. I'm trying to let me see. <laughs> I mean, again, he only took one shot tonight. I think he took like five shots on the week, and he made four of them, something like that. Okay. Uh, no, that that's that's wrong. He missed he missed two threes in the Brooklyn win, but four for six. Four for six. He, he he played efficient this week. He got some good looks. He got the looks that, you know, 
Dougie can't create on his own, right? He's yeah. he's got a the offense has to be floating, flowing, or you know he got a great look off of an offensive rebound, and it's another position for the Knicks, the three that we've talked about. You know, we're gonna force kind of Tim Hardaway Jr. and Courtney Lee into those minutes, but there's minutes at the three that are looking to be taken out there, and it's kind of I look at it as an offensive defensive thing right now with Doug being the offensive threat. And Lance Thomas, who we first saw action from tonight, who, man, <laughs> I, I've been critical on Lance before because it's kind of easy to do. When that yeah. dude plays defense, <laughs> he's legit. Yeah. yeah, it's good. Like, he was – there was like three times in a row he was bodying LeBron, which yeah. the league hasn't been able to do for <laughs> 14 years or whatever it's been. Yeah, and with, with Dougie, I'll, I'll say we want him to become like a – Kyle Korver, right? Right. And I don't know if you – I know you watched tonight, but I don't know if you noticed. The Cavs were, like, way too reliant on Kyle Korver. Yeah. They, they were like, oh, no, it's getting bad. We need three points right now to cut into this lead. Let's pass the ball to Kyle Korver. Like, oh, yeah. uh, they called a timeout, and, like, out of the play, out of the out of the timeout, inbounds to LeBron, immediate, like, full-court pass to Kyle Korver, who shot a corner three. Sure. After, after like three seconds and missed, and it was like, yeah, that, that's the play you ran out of your timeout. That's <laughs> the offense. That you just throw a full court pass to Kyle Korver. I don't know. Don't do that. We want McDermott to be like Kyle Korver, but we don't want to run our offense for Kyle Korver like the Cavs do. And that's why they're yeah. that's why they're not going to make the playoffs. And the Knicks are. So I guess I mean I'm I'm going into roles a little bit, and I mean. If you start adding the shooting guards at the three, which Tim and Courtney Lee are going to get their minutes. Courtney Lee, first ever double-double tonight. Shout out. Um, really? That's yeah. True? Yeah, he got 10 boards. So, like, trade him now, right? Is that rude? <laughs> we like Courtney, but, like, he obviously he's not a fit. If we can get first or whatever we can, that'd be great. Um, yeah. But, like, so I guess that's what I'm saying. So, say this season goes along, we trade Courtney Lee to a contender. That opens up a lot of minutes because you're – you're playing Tim a lot at the two, that opens up the three. I mean, do we want to see – are we already caved to Doug McDermott being like a full-out role player in this league? Like when he comes in, he's going to shoot a couple threes. Or, I mean, do we – are there expectations this dude can have 20-point games and maybe be with the finishing unit, something like that? I think regular season, you're, you can look for him to explode like that now and again. But – and I think the Knicks at this point are, are should be planning to be a regular season team. Like <laughs> yeah. with with Steve Novak, I think is a good comp with McDermott. Once once it got to the playoffs, it he was just unplayable. Like yeah, it was you you can't play defense, and we know that you're on the court because you're about to shoot a three. So we're just hey everybody, don't leave him. So he's not going to get open. And so he'll be like Steve Novak, except. Probably better, I would say. Yeah, he's, I mean, not, maybe not a better shooter, but more utilized. He's more yeah, athletic. When, when Novak had that that magical year with the Knicks, he was kind of towards the end of his career. I mean, Doug still got some good years ahead of him. So I, I don't know. I, I guess you're right. I think the expectation is role player, but you'd like to see him. You definitely were hopeful that there's those nights out there where it's kind of him, him, KP, and Tim Hardaway Jr. just bombing it, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> 
And I know he's dunked it a couple times, maybe in the preseason. I don't know if yeah. he's dunked it in the regular season. We like that. Yeah. Um, Novak wasn't dunking. You don't see Kyle Korver dunking there very often. I, I, I think the last time he did, there was an actual like bench freak out. <laughs> I, I, I'm remembering that vaguely, but I, I guess the other thing we should just touch upon this because it was a big rumor earlier in the week. Uh, Eric Bledsoe, like we don't want him, right? <laughs> I mean, we do if, like, what if if it wasn't if if it was if this was a different year if we had a different plan. Like, is there is there any trade that you'd feel like happy about? Like, if if it was straight like, and not to throw our boy, we throw under the bus under the bus. But if it was like Ron Baker and a second round pick for Bledsoe, like, are we happy with that? Uh, Are we are we allowed to trade Eric Bledsoe after that for? I know that's like I just thought about that too because like value wise you have to do that but like no right like if we weren't allowed to do that it'd be tough you'd be you you we don't want to win but like we now that these last two games we've looked good like (laughs) actually looked good is what's the plan again back to the drawing board no we're not going back to the drawing board and I think I'm going back Greg's going back I I don't know I that's the message for now, unless the Knicks really start reeling off wins, is that we don't want Eric Bledsoe because there's – he doesn't – all he's going to do is not fit our timeline and win us useless games that we don't need to be doing. So I I, I just need to squash the Bledsoe bug. Is that – that's a strange that's, thing. That's fair. No, it's not, but it should have been. Make, it should have been, though. Am I right? Make, make our fans think about it. So let's 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 go to the big ones, or the big one for me. Um, and he he could probably be the big one every episode. I called it the dagger. Tom called it backpedaling. I I don't know. We're 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 figuring it out, folks. But I I think the most important part of Nick Nation is Kristaps Porzingis. This dude is playing like an absolute superstar, not yeah. like. Like, we figured that the numbers would kind of creep up a little bit, and, like, some of the percentages would go down because Melo's not there as kind of a safety net type thing. And, oh, yeah, I mean, we're still just shocked everything this guy does because he's a seven foot three Latvian dude. But, I mean, coming into this game, he was averaging uh, 26.5 and 8. And, I mean, he, he just bettered that tonight, right? He got yeah, 32 and 12. 32 and 12. So, I mean, this guy's, <laughs> I will round some numbers, but say he's at 28 and nine right now on the year. I mean, we think those numbers have to come down, right? Question mark. But if we're just giving him the ball every single game and let him then do what he wants, I, I think he could, like you originally, on, our, on the first time we talked after the first couple of games, you said, spoiler alert, Chris Dapps isn't going to, score 30 points per game this year yeah and i was like yeah that's true but now we're back to looking at it he gets 27 shots tonight if i mean if we let him shoot 27 times a game which he probably will since he's the best player on the team i mean hardaway's gonna get his shots Cantor, like you don't have to run the offense for him he'll just get porzingis misses yeah so our, yeah, th- our, our top three scorers are two or two need their shots, and one of them will just figure it out on his own. 
Yeah, it's man, it's 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 kind of wild. He's not shooting great from three yet. He's shooting twenty nine percent. That's so, that's a scary thought for the rest of the league. That's that's gonna go up. Um, he's Especially getting with, to the, the, with a point guard too. He's getting to the line a decent amount, about eight times a game, which is good. He shoots about seventy seven percent from there. He's starting to block some shots. I mean. And, man, talk about the eye test. Like, he's looked bouncy this year. He's, like, straight up trying to embarrass dudes almost. Like, he's going for these dunks that are, like, I don't know. I I think by the end of this year, I mean, even if he stays, you know, 95% of what he's doing currently, I'm, I'm going to assume he's going to have a slump at some point just because he's he's been playing good basketball. But his post moves look nice. He, yep. he was doing some stuff to your boy Kevin Love tonight, which was unorthodox. But I, man, I don't know. I think how we were coming into this season, waiting to see what Giannis was, is how we're gonna feel going into next season about Porzingis. Yeah, I think he's taken he's taking a leap, and then th- because of this leap, the world's gonna be saying, "What's next from this?" Because he could be so special. Yeah, I know. Well, well, first, let me start off by saying, letting the listeners know that I hate Kevin Love. Right. <laughs> just, just so you all know. So Jake was just kidding about that. <laughs> uh, but with Porzingis, I know Kenny, my brother, fellow podcaster. Yeah. He's he talks about uh, Porzingis just shooting over people, and tonight yeah. you saw that. Over LeBron, over Tristan Thompson, over Kevin Love. He's like, I'm taller than all of you. All I need to do is get squared up, and then I'll just – I could shoot a jumper. And then with Kevin Love, he had – what was that? The crossover in the corner, and then he just hit the jumper in his eye. Yeah. That, that was good. It was a good play. I mean, he, that's the – he hit the three toward the end to, yep. like, kind of clinch it, and then he had the scoop layup to, to like, really put him away. Yeah, a couple so. nice post, post moves on Love. And, man, I – we will give Kenny his love. Man, it's because it's funny, like that Dirk fadeaway that became his signature was like, wow, this seven foot German guy is pulling up and fading away and just getting buckets. Like, I, man, Perzingis is like, he doesn't even have to fade away. <laughs> he's, yeah. he's just he's just taking a normal fit. Like, Square up. Just like, shoot it, over it literally up. looks like his mentality coming into the season was like, a coach told him, like, dude, you can take your normal jump shot, and as long as someone doesn't get a running leap at you, it's <laughs> not going to be blocked. Yeah. That's how he's shooting. And that I I've been looking for like his signature move. Like I mentioned the Dirk fadeaway, like the LeBron dunk. It it might just be being tall and shooting over a person. <laughs> yeah. That I mean I'm I'm up for that. You know what's a crazy nice I got a, I got a crazy thought for you. Sure. Uh, Chris Stapps is the same height as Hashim Thabit. Yeah. Imagine. UConn great. Yeah, like Hashim Thabit could like dunk the ball. About it. it. And it's... he couldn't do that well enough to last. Good guy. We love him. We love him. The Chris Stapps is that Chris Stapps that big, and he's dribbling and shooting shooting threes. Leagues in like a freaky state right now. Like it's, it was always a freak league. So I, 
I, I thought about this the other day, and this this is a little heavy, but like, so kind of post MJ era, it went into kind of ISO ball and like who is freakier, like Vince Carter, Tracy McGrady, like those guys. Like it was like who could get the coolest dunk, who could do stuff like that. And then like I'd say basketball in the past like decade has now gone to Spurs slash Warrior basketball where it's like really great movement. They're measuring that kind of stuff spacing the floor, et cetera, et cetera. Now I think that's kind of plateaued a little bit. And now we're adding that with the freaks and it's getting scary. Yeah. Like you got your Giannis, your LeBron, your Chris Stapps. I mean, we, you know, Durant gets overlooked. Durant. Because, he gets overlooked because of what LeBron is. Like imagine if you, if you dropped Durant or Porzingis or Giannis in like the 1970s. Like guys would be straight up scared. Like, yeah. I don't know. It's it's going to be interesting to see how people let let big guys develop now, right? Because big guys are going to want to shoot all over the court. That's like part of their job title now. I don't know. Brooke Lopez is an Boogie Cousins is a, should be in the three point contest this year. Huh. So. I think during the uh, the Nets game. Mozgov took a three, and the announcers said, "Like, oh, he's trying to add that to his game." And then the other announcers, like, "Yeah, every every big man is trying to add that to the game now." Yeah, it's like a requirement, and it was funny because they were like, "Just let Mozgov shoot that all night, because <laughs> no way is he going to make enough threes to beat you." Yeah, which that's that's going to be interesting to watch too, as those the big guys that fail from the outside are they just going to flake out of the league, or will a coach make an adjustment? I don't know. That's Again, that's if you like that kind of talk, tune into a lot of basketball Wednesday mornings, and we we cover all all that good junk. But right now we're talking Knicks. Yeah, and Stranger and, Things. And Stranger Things. Yep. And right now I'm talking in my gym room voice. But, um, let's let's skip forward at, at the awards, which I you you might be screwed because I I sent you the notes last second, but I'll I'll let while I talk I'll let you brood a little bit. And I, I had to steal this one because I, it's something I, I'm so passionate about. I, I almost had tears running through my eyes after the Brooklyn game, after what Jared Jack and Frank Nittalakina did. And that's my, my pride in the Knicks is Frank Nitty, French Sinatra, whatever you want to call him. Man, he – so you draft this kid from France, right, 18 years old, you're getting these Europe stats that are like, oh, yeah, Frank Nittalakina showed promise. He averaged two one-and-one in four minutes. You're like, what? what? What's <laughs> going on in European basketball? But we we got to see him play this this week for the first time, I think, fully healthy. Like, it was it was a little bit of rookie jitters and being healthy. Man, he just – he showed the potential that we've – that you just need to see. You you don't even know what it is. We didn't know if it was shooting. By the way, he's, he's two for five on threes the past two games and showing a decent stroke. Um, he's averaging four assists the past two games. He's passing the ball. And he's had a couple steals. And, I mean, the he showed some good vision. He had that nice pass to Kylo Quinn. He had the 50-foot pass tonight or whatever it was. Yep. He definitely has that vision. And it kind of gets you excited, right? Because you're saying, okay, if he has these basic tools, 
then it turns into he's a 19 year old he needs to get some bulk he needs to get some speed i know that was one of the big concerns coming in which you don't hear about point guards a lot right now it doesn't look like the game's too fast for him which i'd say is a good sign um but man he i i haven't crunched the numbers but let's let's try to fun in a fun way think about it so about 80 games two times eight so that's like 160 I mean, Frank Nitalikina being serviceable for 20 minutes a night is going to save us about 150 minutes of <laughs> basketball. No, a lot more than that. Like, again, not a numbers guy, like 1,500 yeah. minutes. We're not going to have to watch Sessions and Baker play as much anymore. And, and that's the thing. If this kid struggles, you're still okay with it because you know he's the future. Like, watching Baker and Sessions out there was just, like, mind-numbing. You're like, yeah. how – how could a front office let this happen to a team? Like, yeah, sincerely. Baker. But... Let me talk. <laughs> Baker, just he's our our younger of the two. He's the young guy you're developing, and he can't he can't dribble yet. Like, this <laughs> is you're supposed to develop this earlier in your basketball career, Ron. That's like that's like <laughs> almost the number one. And that's uh, and that's my final thoughts on Frank is just you know the shot looks serviceable the passing looks has looks like it has top-notch nba potential he's got the length yep he i don't know you don't have a scouting report on these guys you didn't see them play in the ncas you don't really know and like it could be one of those things like <laughs> the the joke going around the in- internet before we realized markel fultz was hurt was him shooting free throws like it was the saddest thing in the world. Like <laughs> you're saying, how could you play basketball, get drafted, never mind the number one pick and shoot free throws like that. But like, you know, Frank Nitty threw up a couple bricks in his in his first game there. But like if he came out and like wasn't able to get up the court or like hadn't drawn iron in a couple games, you're like, shit, like we I don't know. What what can it it turns into what can we mold him into? Can we make him a defensive piece that passes? Can we do this, that, and the other? After seeing what we saw this week, there's still that hope that, like, this guy could be, like, a star. I know it's it's way too early. I'm not saying that. But if he can pass with and shoot a little bit with that size and length, dude could be the truth. So he's yeah. he's my, my pride of the Knicks, mostly because he's taking minutes from Sessions and Baker. And I'll say a couple words about uh, sure. 11. That's our Stranger Things reference. Frank's number 11. He's our 11. We got to get some memes going about that. Let's do it. That's how we'll get famous. Done. All right. And uh, so we've seen him play defense, shoot, pass. All look like there's potential there. We just need to see him get to the rim and finish at the rim. Then we could have a legitimate superstar. But he he hasn't even tried to do that yet, I would say. So, I mean, he hasn't needed to in these two games. So, yeah, and his his mistakes his mistakes were very rookie. He he threw away just a couple lazy passes. His guys were sagging off him pretty hard, so that almost the passes were like right to his defender. Which, again, as a rookie, that's gonna happen. And yeah, getting to the ten will be interesting to see. A lot of rookies struggle with that because again, it turns into muscle and finishing and all that. But yeah, thanks, thank you for. Let's go with this defense. Uh, I don't know if you saw him guard Dwayne Wade tonight for that that one possession where he just like 
He slapped it away. Dwayne Wade got it. He slapped it away again. And then someone else ended up following a different person. But that that was how the play started, which was good. Great to see. Yeah. The defense was there. The standstill defense, one-on-one, it was there. He tried to guard LeBron in transition. That didn't go well. Because no, he, never does. It was, yeah, nobody could do that. But thanks for trying. Thanks <laughs> for trying, Frank. I'll move on to my pride of the Knicks. Uh, what do you got? You're going to be surprised. Okay. Are you ready? Jeff Hornacek. Jeff Hornacek. Okay. Made a big move saying, hey, I'm going to start Jared Jack. And I'm going to not play the two point guards I've been playing at all. At all. They just completely took the two point guards out of the rotation. That's that's an unreal, unbelievable move. And it worked. Hilarious. Really, really well. And also, he got Willie in the game early against the Nets, which was good. Good to see. Yeah. I mean, Willie got the DNP tonight, but, like, I wasn't even that upset about it. Yeah. It was like he was actually coaching a, a close game, so he was doing – he wasn't trying to develop people. Cancer was being a monster on the glass, so you're not going to cut into any cancer minutes. I mean, and O'Quinn didn't – he didn't even play that much. I feel yeah. Like he, I, I felt like Cantor was usually on the court, so and he was doing a great job. So there, there wasn't really time for Willie tonight, actually, which I don't think we had that problem when we were losing by 30 for the first three games. Yeah. But tonight, uh, I'll respect your decision, Jeff. And then that second unit against the Nets, I think it was like Cantor, McDermott, Frank, Timmy, and – somebody else they looked good that that second unit was flowing and being able to to work the bench and make make that better for so the team doesn't completely fall apart when chris Dapps isn't on the floor that's just what we want yeah it 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 like had to happen too right because no, it's willie willie was the the fifth i think okay i mean Maybe. the bench i don't know the, the bench I don't know. And again, I, this was my hope going into the Boston game because their bench is currently depleted and our bench has some fun guys, right? Like if you get Willie in there, you get Doug in there, Frank, like however you do it, you could have like a fun little crew out there. So luckily with some serviceable point guard play, we've been able to finally see that. Um, but yeah, in the Brooklyn game. Yeah. Well, I think, well, everyone had a positive plus minus. Not that that should be the end of the day stat, but um, yeah, yeah, I like I like that, Greg. That's that's a good call. It will be interesting to see if if the Knicks do start winning, like at a five hundred clip, if Hornacek is, feels like he's coaching for his job, and you know Willie's got ten DNPs in a row, something like that. That's when I'd I'd start questioning it. But you're right, and I. I, I laughed audibly because how many teams in the NBA could take literally their two players at the position and be like, nope, <laughs> like <laughs> back like, to the drawing board. Like, I'm at, I don't know. Golden State's like, oh, Durant and Iguodala, you guys are out. Yeah. We're, we're, bringing, in, we're bringing in some players. Oh, and Nick Young are, are going to play the minutes now. The, oh. uh, the, uh, no, I got nothing. Forgot yeah, what I, I like say. it. Well, I'll I'll go on to my Dolan Dolan of the week, 
in kind of a you know it's a mean one so i don't i don't like to harp on it unless it needs to um it it's going to be it's it had to be ramon sessions for me and it, it it feels dirty like the dude hasn't done anything wrong to me but like i just when he's on the court it it feels empty <laughs> like i i i feel hollow inside like i feel like Will from Stranger Things. No, too many Stranger Things. <laughs> but, like, he's, he doesn't do anything for me. He doesn't facilitate the offense. He's not really a shooter. He can drive decently. I guess I'll, I'll give him that. But he's not like a passer, and he's not good on defense. So, like, I'm – like, if you're on the court, I either need you, you know – teaching the kids a little defense or I need you moving the ball on offense or scoring the ball on offense. And man, Sessions just wasn't really bringing any of that. So I, I you made the Chris Carter comparison um, for the Yankees. It, in my head, it's tough for me to see set. Like that's the other thing with Frank stepping up like that. Like, I don't know if, I don't think Sessions finished the year on the Knicks like I I don't know I I think they're they're vested in Baker because of the terrible contract um <laughs> Jack's kind of doing his thing Frank's kind of doing his thing so I I, I don't know I that's I, I, that's my negative negative rant yeah and we could just I feel like the Knicks could ask everybody if they if somebody wants Ramon session we could give them away for free try to not pay the rest of that contract which is the minimum anyway, and I'm sure Dolan wouldn't care either way. But yeah, like save, we'll give you remote sessions. You give us like a hundred thousand dollars or something. Anything like, really? Yeah, like a, a free Uber ride or something. Yeah, like any, yeah, anything. Yeah, I'll go with uh, my Dolan of the week with Tim Hardaway Jr. Absolutely okay. awesome, awesome tonight. We got to we got to talk about that. We talked about that, but those first those other two games this week were not yeah. awesome. They were not awesome. Two for eleven against the Celtics, six points. You're the second best player on the team. Don't do that. <coughs> uh, let's see the, the number four for twelve against the Nets, eleven points. Again, do better than that. And then you did better than that tonight. Yeah. So that's why. Great job, Tim. Me and Jake have been saying that you're just in a slump to start the season, and then you're going to jump. You're ju- jumping out of it, and you did it. So good job. You were the Dolan of the first two half of the week, but now you're you're pretty much the Chris Stapps of the week. Maybe we should change the the good one to the Chris Stapps of the week, and then never say it's Chris Stapps because it's already like the Allen Houston of the week or something. Yeah, yeah we. Uh, this would have been a. I think this would have been like very sad if. Tim Hardaway Jr. put up another stinker because that would have been like, okay, we oh no, panic we, we we might have another like horrid contract on the books for a high volume bad shooter. He was shooting like twenty five percent up until this game, so yeah, this this was huge. And that's see with the with the Dolan of the week or the for talking Yanks, we did the mother fluffer of the week. You know, I. I like it with a positive turn at the end. Like, man, this dude is really bad, but look at this. So, yeah. THJ. That's what, what I try to do there. Like Will in Stranger Things. <laughs> that, that, that reference actually doesn't make sense. 
No, but we'll keep pushing it. Strange, <laughs> Strangers Things podcast people get used to it. Um, all right, so we got a come coming up next week from from way downtown. Bang! That's a terrible voice. I can't do that. But uh, four games next week, all home, unless I totally misread the schedule. But I believe we have the Nuggets, Houston, Phoenix, and Indiana at home. And it's one of those things like it's still – like it's so early in the season in the NBA. Like baseball is kind of funny that like you can't really judge teams until like the all-star break. Because like you could think a team's good and then they're like garbage. Like I, I don't know. Detroit Tigers are man, it's not a team – you play them early in the year and you split a series. You're like, oh, that's a good team. And then end of the year, you're like, oh, oh shit. They lost to the, the Tigers at the beginning of the year. Like like basketball team, you have a limited bell curve on what they can be. So, you know, the Nuggets, solid young team. Houston, expect to be a competitor. Phoenix, an absolute dumpster fire. Indiana, like an optimistic dumpster fire. I shouldn't say that. That's a little hard. Indiana. They're – they're in a similar boat as the Knicks. They've got a couple young pieces they like. They're, they've won a couple games. Um, what do you think? I mean, and, and again, I'm still in this weird I've, – I've been asking you guys, like, every other day, like, do we want to win? Like, where are we at? Like, how, how much do we want to win? I have no idea. Yeah, uh, again, I'm never going to root for the Knicks to lose a game, but I wasn't dead inside when they did lose to start the, those first three games of the season. So Right. Like I said, I'm I'm back to the drawing board. I'm back to the eight seed. I mean, oh, wow. these, these these two games will look great. We just beat the Cavs. I know they won. They lost the the two games before that, but you'd think after losing the two games before that, you would be like, all right, we have to beat the Knicks. And Tyron Lue is also horrible at his job. I'll start with right. Yeah, he's bad at coaching basketball. So maybe maybe not. Maybe that's maybe that's less encouraging win over the Cavs than we're a David Blatt podcast. Yeah, but I think the uh, the announcer said that the Knicks had lost ten games in a row to the Cavs. Yeah, pretty wild. Yeah, and now the Cavs have lost one game in a row to the Knicks. Boom, one fourteen to ninety five. Well, let's see. So, so we got Denver, Houston, Phoenix, Indiana. You, you think we split? You think we're four and zero and we're going to Title Town? What do you got? Houston's a loss. I yeah. know. I got that. Just like uh, has to be. Denver is streaky. I don't. Well, it depends on what Denver shows up. I mean, they have better players than us, definitely. But the the, the first couple games of the year, they've been they've been either good or bad. So we'll see. Yeah, they 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 were noted for having their prolific offense at the end of last year, and it hasn't really showed up yet. I mean, they. They're they're on a two game win streak. They beat the Hawks and Hawks and the Nets, two of the worst teams in the NBA, and now they're facing the Knicks. Sorry, sorry, our fans, but um, that's kind of the pivot game this week, right? Because like, if you lose Denver, you're ninety ninety nine percent losing Houston, and then you've got Phoenix, Indiana. So you you think you're going to get one of those games, right? Yeah, I mean one and probably both. Was, you're 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 leaning. It's leaning toward both. You're going to beat Phoenix. You're planning on beating Phoenix. And then you'd say like, what? 55% against Indiana. Like we're right. pretty, pretty evenly matched. 
That's where I think Denver's the swing game because I think yeah. if you win Denver, you're like, okay, Houston's going to be tough. Let's chuck some threes and hope for the best. But then you start looking <laughs> at it like if if they beat Phoenix and Indiana, which they at home they very well like should. Um, yeah. I I kind of like Indiana's young guys, so I I think they'll give us a game. Phoenix again, hot mess. But you know that Denver game has us eyeing a three and one week where if we lose it, now we're kind of looking at a one and three week, depending on how the, the yeah. Indiana game goes. So um, I'll say, you know what, Greg, I'm, I'll, I'll feed the beast. Let's go. We're going three and one. I'm in. Let's do it. I think we're running right now. Um, we clip it, exactly what I said. We clip Denver, Houston beats us, and then we get Phoenix and Indiana. Why not? Um, so there goes our lottery pick, um, <laughs> which just lost it this early in the year. And again, that's that's what's killing me. Like, if this team went on four next week, like, not sad. This is kind of the best next season ever. Yeah, I mean, other than like if we were actually good, yeah. Right. Well, I haven't I haven't seen a lot of that, but um, all right. Well, Gray, what what do you get? Any final thoughts? Any Anything in the offense or defense or any players that you feel like we haven't mentioned yet that, that need a little more love? Mm, not really. I mean. Cover a lot. Michael Beasley didn't play tonight. I don't, I don't I was, know. I was going to say, he's the only name we didn't mention that, like, sometimes he looks like the alpha male on the team, and other times it's like he's not a part of it. Yeah. And, again, Horacek was just coaching – in the flow of the game tonight. He wasn't just being robotic, like, this is the time that I put Beasley in, this is the time that I put this guy in. He wasn't right. doing that. He was just, all right, this guy, this guy, whatever's working. And it was working, so he just went with it. And so you can't be mad about what he did tonight. In my Are you do, – do we say anything about Damian Dotson? I mean, he's really playing, but neither is Willie, who was, what, first team all-rookie last year? Yeah. And uh, the thing about Damian Dodson is he is a second round pick, and you'd, yeah. you'd like you'd like them be you'd like him to be good, but with like Clee Anthony early, we had high hopes, and it was like, Oof. just wasn't good. It just didn't work out, and that's what happens with second round picks. It's uh, Kenny, fellow podcaster, he he calls them uh, lottery tickets. Yeah, that's what it is. You could get a Draymond Green, or you could get a. Anthony early. He loves this lottery ticket, though. I guess that's why I felt I had to bring it up. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I'd like to see. Let's get a little Landry Fields out of Damian Dotson. Yeah, just, I think. I think we're looking for him to just be a knockdown shooter. I don't. Yeah. I don't know. That, that was his reputation I've heard thus far. He's and tough of, to tough to be a rookie knockdown shooter. Is he like? He's like twenty three, right, or something? Uh, he. Was born in 1994. He's 23. Yeah, so he's a little old for NBA. He's older than Chris. <laughs> so I mean, I guess they want him. They want him to contribute sooner rather than later. I guess with yeah, a pick like that. That's so crazy. Maybe, maybe try to get him. Uh, they. I mean, Horsehead gets him in garbage time. That's when you can play him at this point. He's, yeah, and I get. I guess my little my what to watch for is that tomorrow night is a back to back. So maybe. Maybe Hornacek starts playing that up a little bit with like Willie's minutes, guys like Damian Dots and some of the younger guys. Yeah, with the back to back, don't be surprised if you see uh, Sessage and Baker playing point guard and then Frank and Chair Jack at the night off, right? No, we better not. 
We're we're, we're I don't know, man. undefeated. Yeah. With, with Jack and Frank, right? Yeah, it's working. Hope that becomes a new drink in the city. But, Jack and Frank. Well, I I think that's all we got, folks. We uh, appreciate you listening. We've we've had a little over a hundred listeners on each of the first couple podcasts, and we're we're just gonna keep growing until we're we're doing the damn thing, and you see us on TV instead of Skip Bayless. You know so. what we didn't. You know what we didn't talk about was. When Steve and Lucas were just hanging out during Stranger Things, I was like, what is this? What, no, how, how did this pair come in together? That was actually a great part of Stephen. Stranger Things. I was like, what is this? That was, I, I, texted you, I texted you about that because some of the humor there was grade A, clean humor yeah. with what was going on there. So subscribe to Stranger Things 2 podcast. No, this is... Thanks for- Thanks for talking Stranger Things tonight. <laughs> this is Talking Nicks, where we usually talk some of the stranger things but uh yeah subscribe follow do whatever we uh we do some post game recaps and we usually tweet during the game so hey if you like some nicks maybe you like us i don't know so we appreciate you go nicks or don't again wherever you stand on that and uh we'll uh we'll be catching up with you guys soon great job <laughs>